Hi, I'm Helen Sullivan and you're listening to Walkley Talks. Tanya Mosley was one of this year's most exciting Storyology speakers. Tanya is the senior Silicon Valley correspondent for KQED in San Francisco and was previously a John S. Knight Fellow at Stanford University, where she created a curriculum for journalists on the impact of implicit bias. Last year, she won an Emmy for her televised piece, Beyond Ferguson. Her talk at Storyology is about implicit bias in reporting. And here it is. Reporters and journalists out in the field. I worked with uh, fellow Janae Desmond Harris, who is now at the New York Times, and we put together a day-long seminar on bias, blind spots, and building better stories. Now, this is an all-day seminar that I'm going to pack into 20 minutes for you. And I'm actually going to make it even shorter because I want us to be able to have a discussion afterwards. So bias is a lens through which we see life. But bias is also a systematic error in thinking. While it's a natural human trait and we all have biases, we are no longer in the hunter-gatherer stage. We're no longer choosing spouses based on our means of survival. And so in today's world, it's really an error. Jim Taylor is a PhD at the University of San Francisco, and he puts it best by saying, the biases that helped us survive in primitive times when life was much simpler don't appear to be quite as adaptive in today's much more complex world. So you're probably asking yourselves, if it's a natural human trait, we're all biased, we all adhere to the biases by which we live and grow up, we hold those implicit biases, what can we do to change and shift that? Well, I wanted to look at it from a journalistic perspective because we're actually held to a higher standard. We actually, when we go out into the field, we're supposed to put our biases on the back shelf some, somehow and uh, report accurately and be as objective as possible. And of course, we know the main tenets of journalism, objectivity, getting both sides of a story, help us in that. But what are some other ways that we can counteract our biases to get as close to the truth as possible? So I first want to show you a couple of examples of how implicit bias can get in the way for us. So we all know the story Spotlight, right? Um, the Boston Globe uncovered this massive story around uh, sex abuse within the Catholic Church. But early on, there were editors who had been receiving letters and calls and tips for years saying there is sex abuse happening in the church. But those editors were part of the community. They grew up in Boston, born and raised, and so they ignored that part, those stories that they had heard. It wasn't until another editor from the outside came in that that story actually had legs and then began to grow and they reported on it. There's also the story out of Flint, Michigan, the lead water crisis. So for years, after the state had changed the water system within Flint, Michigan, uh, lead was in the water in high percentages for people. And there's a reporter, uh, Talia Buford, who lived and worked in that community, and she says, I always saw journalism as a way to make a difference by amplifying society's unheard voices. But somewhere along the way, the plights of people in places unknown registered more than those in the place I knew intimately. Now I realize it's easier to swoop into an unfamiliar town and tell someone else's story than it is to recognize the things you've become resigned to in your own life. So what can you do? Well, how many of you all are familiar with Daniel Kahn? He is uh, the, he is the uh, author and social scientist who wrote the book Slow Thinking, Fast Thinking. 
Okay. Well, um, he basically has this idea that our brains work on two frequencies, the fast brain and the slow brain. So our fast brain is automatic, emotional, stereotypic, and subconscious. And our slow brain is logical, calculating, conscious, and thoughtful. Think about your days as a journalist. Which part of the brain are you working most often? What frequency? Oftentimes, it's the fast brain because of tight deadlines, uh, breaking news. You're often working in that fast brain, that automatic brain. But that's OK, except for when it comes to reporting on things that you're unfamiliar with um, or people that you're unfamiliar with. So how can you combat this? How can you get as close to the slow part of your brain, that logical part of your brain, when you're out in the field reporting? So there is this idea called the fishbowl theory. Essentially, think about stories as fish. And think about the environment uh, as the fishbowl. So the fish are, say for instance, the racial tensions on college campuses, the white supremacist rallies, Islamophobia, Islamophobia gentrification. But you think about the con what made those conditions happen. That is the fishbowl. The fishbowl determines the temperature of the water and the health of the fish within that fishbowl. So if you're reporting on racial tensions on college campuses, the public needs to know the history of racial segregation maybe on that campus, immigration, data, patterns, insights from psychology and sociology, and lived experience. The whole monument issue is a wonderful example of that, specifically talking about, for instance, Captain Cook or Christopher Columbus in the United States and taking down those monuments. Those stories really make no sense, and those rallies make no sense in the context unless you understand the context, unless you understand the history of those monuments and how we came to this point in history. So some key questions to ask yourself um, that really help you get to covering the entire fishbowl along with the fish. Some key questions are, how did we get here? What do the experts say? And I have a very conflicted uh, idea when it comes to experts. So I work for a national public uh, radio station. We are notorious for using experts for everything, going to Harvard for everything, or going to Stanford to talk to folks. But in cases around context and history, they're very important because many of these folks have spent their entire lives studying a particular issue. Uh, what does the data reveal? And of course, you know you have to be careful with data. Um, and how the studies are conducted, but it can be uh, very much um, a great asset. What is the history again? Is the topic of the story part of a pattern? Or is it a reaction to it, explained in part by what's happening in the past? And what are the micro and macro elements, and how are those things linked? So you guys know this, you guys know this guy. So he is Ira Glass with This American Life. It is a very popular uh, radio program in the United States and also a podcast. And Ira is very well known for deep narrative type stories. Well, Ira has this thing that he does when he goes out in the field um, before he heads out to talk with folks. And he calls it, say it to my face. So I was just on a panel, and if many of you all were here, we were talking about checking our biases at the door when we go in to talk with folks and essentially maybe uh, keeping all of our opinions to ourselves. But really, Ira's idea is that what is the worst thing that you're thinking about your particular subject or idea or event that you're covering? And you need to bring that out into the open. If you're interviewing someone, this is a page in part 
by investigative reporters, of course, when they're bringing truth to power. So when they're talking to folks and they'll ask them those hard-hitting questions. But you also need to bring up those issues when you're talking with regular folks about everyday issues. Say it to their face. If you have a question, if you're not clear on something, if you're thinking a particular thing, say it to their face because you actually might get closer to the truth versus just keeping that in the background um, and not asking those questions. So here are some things, some other tips that I um, adhere to and we found to be really great out in the field. And I know many of you all do this just as basic journalists, but you know, you're only as good as your sources. So becoming intentional about your source collection is a great way to not only combat bias, but get uh, a deeper understanding of your community. So every time I interview someone, I always ask them at the end of the interview, who else should I talk to? Who else should I know? And I keep a database of folks um, that I've already talked to, as well as folks that I would like to talk to or have been recommended to talk to. And that has really diversified my, uh, my source base. With that, don't become a generalist. So it's very difficult when you're a general assignment reporter. I've been a general assignment reporter um, for many years. But there's always that one topic that you're the most passionate about. And for me, I was very passionate about education, even though I was covering lots of different things. So I was always the first one to ask to do an education story, keeping up with the latest education news in my community and talking to those sources in my community. So when those stories came up, if there was breaking news around education, I'm the person to go to. I am that slow, logical thinker when it comes to that particular issue, and I can give the most insight on that. And with that, slow down. Intentional analysis on story ideas, interview subjects, and framing your stories during the ideation stage and talking with people outside of the newsroom. So one thing about news folks, we aren't regular people. No matter what you think, you're not the average Joe. And so it helps to talk with people outside of the newsroom about an idea you have, a particular topic, a source, because those folks get you closer to the community and closer to possibly some of those other ideas that you're not hearing within your newsroom. And check your work for bias on a regular basis. Two years ago, Adrienne LaFrance with The Atlantic called MIT and had a graduate student there build this analytic an analyzing system to help her analyze gender bias in her reporting. And she found that in one year, she mentioned over 1,500 men and 500 women and that 52 of her 136 articles she quoted had no women at all. So checking your work on a regular basis for bias is very helpful. One thing that I started doing after learning about what Adrian did, I can't have an MIT grad build some sort of system for me, but what I can do is go back and look at my work. And I don't often do it the day after, I'll do it the week after or two weeks after where I have fresh eyes and I'm on to something else. And so I can take a look at that and say, hey, Probably I could have done that. I should have talked to this person. Maybe I should have had less of this and more of this. So I want to leave you with um, a quote by Dr. Dorica Blackman from Stanford University. Diversity is a fact. We all live in a diverse world. Gender diversity, socioeconomic diversity, racial diversity. Inclusion is a practice. You can't have an implicit bias training for a day, for 20 minutes, and then go on out into the world and say, I'm done. You have to every day check yourself, have those 
markers and those systems in place to help you because implicit bias is natural. So you have to constantly have a conversation with yourself and practice inclusion. And equity is the goal. So ultimately, we're not talking about equality within your uh, reporting because that's just, first off, that's not equitable. Equity in your reporting is what you want. You want to get as close to the truth for those folks that you serve as possible. You've been listening to the Walkley Talks podcast. If you like this podcast, there are a couple of things you can do to support it. Sign up to our newsletter at walkleys.com forward slash subscribe to keep up to date with new episodes and other Walkley news. Rate us on iTunes or join the conversation on Twitter at Walkleys or Facebook. This podcast was produced with help from freelance journalist and fabulous intern Courtney Hunter and former Walkley superstar Kate Golden in Sydney, Australia. Thanks for listening.